Welcome back to another episode of the Content and Gafacito podcast. I am your host, Kathy Keaton, and you guys know that we are starting season two off with a bang, and today is going to be nothing short of that. So today I have on an incredible woman that I actually did a deep dive on her social media, and she is all about emotional intelligence. And if you don't understand how emotional intelligence is connected to being a business owner, she's about to fill you in on all of the things. Um... Ashley, this is the, this is going to be Ashley's first time on the podcast. I am so, so excited. Her name is Ashley Valerie, and she is, you know what? I'm not even going to introduce her because I'm going to let her introduce herself because she is the expertise in her own way. So Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Please let everybody know who you are, what you do, and all of the things. Hello, 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 and thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, I I've had a hard time kind of like labeling what I am or what I do. So I kind of narrowed it down to just like body specialist. And if it's about the body, I'm in. Like, I love this stuff. I love nerding out on it. Um, It all started like 15 or 16 years ago, my very first anatomy class, I opened up my anatomy textbook and I saw the body and I was like, whoa, like there's that many (laughs) bones in the skull. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And I just loved how connecting it was. Cause like, if you have a body, then we are connected, right? Like it just, we're all kind of the same with slightly different blueprints, but we're pretty much the same. And I was just like, this is cool. And the more I kind of worked with people and worked with the body, the more I realized we are so much more than anatomy. Like we are so much more than muscles and bones and fluids and stuff. Like there Mm -hmm. is a lot going on in there. And it took me down some pretty wild rabbit holes. And yeah, now now I just am all about decoding the body because it's always communicating to us. And so like for your listeners, like when, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like overrun and just like worn out from work and like your business, like if you mm-hmm. can talk to your body more effectively, like how much more efficiently will your business run? Right. Oh so it's God, just, it's yes. one of those things that it's, it's so universal and I just, I cannot get enough of it. So, so you're saying that you have, first of all, like 15 years of experience is a lot. So I'm pretty sure that before you started your, um, your, before I assume anything, you're assu- you're um, working as a like body specialist full time, right? Well, I started as a personal trainer. So, oh yes, that's what I was gonna get to. Like, yeah. how did you how did you transition yeah. to this? Yeah. So it all started at the very 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 beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up. It was just me and my dad, and he was in a wheelchair, so he was paraplegic. And so I grew up in very different circumstances than most people. And I just knew from the get-go that the body is important, but that's all I knew. And I'm an elder millennial, so there wasn't internet and I wouldn't know what questions to ask anyway. (laughs) So like, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school for this. Like I want to take care of my body. So I became a personal trainer. And so that's where it all started was in personal training. Uh, So Mm -hmm. like, you know, exercise, sleep, nutrition, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more I worked with people, I was like, there's a brain body disconnect. Cause I would get a client like, Hey, I want you to flex your bicep or I want you to flex your quads, like the easy kind of muscles. Uh-huh. And they couldn't do it. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? You can't flex your bicep. Like, come on, just, just know, do there's, it. Yeah. There's something there. Right. And then I also noticed like there was a number of times that clients would have emotional outbursts in a session. Like Oof. they would get really angry or they get really sad. And I'm like, what, like what is happening? Why what is right. like, what's happening here? And it happened enough times that I was like, okay, there's something going on. And so right. that kind of led me down said rabbit hole. And then I also, I became a personal, or no, I was a personal trainer. I became a massage therapist. That's a, the other thing. Uh-huh. So I've been doing that for about five and a half years. Mm. And I also got into um, muscular psychotherapy through body dynamic. So, and subconscious imprinting. So I, I, I just, 
I, I just dove all the way in. <laughs> Listen, we love the multifaceted people here. Okay. Like I love people that are not in just a box that just do mul- like multiple different things. And I'm definitely going to hit you up for more information on massage therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen, as business owners, we need it. But I love right. the fact that you, if you can just like go and dive more into um, how, um, emotional intelligence and being aware of your emotions like connects to running a business online or connects to like how you're I know that you're all into like self-talk and all of that stuff so if you can just like riff on that I think that will really benefit people who are listening to the podcast right now okay I might have to get you to repeat one of those but I want to start with self-talk and oh, yeah, yeah no that's fine <laughs> I'm like there's so many things I know um, I know I know <laughs> So the self-talk is so important. Like how many times do you do something and you're like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. I literally did it this morning. So yes. Right? Like all the time. And it's just, it seems so innocuous and inconsequential, but like the subconscious does not have a sense of humor. So it hears those words and then it looks for proof of that. Why am I so stupid? Oh, there's another example. Why am I so dumb? There's another example. Like it will pull that up, right? So if we can just change the vocabulary just a little bit and substitute cute and adorable, Mm -hmm. like it sounds silly. But it will take you so far. So in, let's say you did something silly. Like, for example, I forgot to take the garbage out. Right. right. So I missed garbage day. So now I got to wait two weeks to get my garbage. In. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I missed garbage day. I'm like, well, that's cute. I'm cute. Like, I, I got to wait two weeks now. <laughs> right. And it just it's silly, but it just it's so much gentler on your system. And it's is yeah. it really, is it really the end of the world? Right? I'm like a lot of these things that we berate yeah. ourselves for, it's really, it's not. So if you can be really cute and adorable and like a little caveat on that, like sometimes you can be like really cute, right? Like, right. like I'm so adorable right now. Um, but just hearing those words, like that's what the subconscious will hear. And then it will look for cues for that as opposed to why am I so dumb? Why is such, am I such an idiot? Blah, blah, right, blah. right. So that that is so important, and it it feels really weird at first. It's just like this is bizarre, but if anything, it makes you kind of laugh because it like no, and course. so it just like takes the charge of the situation anyway. Because so. it kind of it kind of sounds like um um delusional, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like yeah, no, no, no. I completely, completely get that, and I feel like. It's crazy how we always talk about like, oh, don't talk to yourself negatively. Don't talk to yourself negatively. But it can just seem as little as that. Like it's so with the small things, it's so easy to do that. And it's if you don't if you're not going to talk to somebody you love like that, then why would you talk to yourself like that? And it really just affects you overall. Um, So the thing is, I also want to like switch topics really quick. So the thing is, um, Whenever I'm feeling like in a funk, and I know that a lot of people can like relate to this, like whenever I'm feeling like in a funk or I am feeling like a little depressed or a little down, like I notice it, domino effects into everything I do. So mm-hmm. domino effects into how I'm sitting, like how I'm laying mm-hmm. down, like my posture, and then my totally. body starts to hurt and all of that. So how... I know that obviously this is going to have different layers for different people and obviously depending on your circumstances, but how does that really, um, how can you really like take the steps to change that in terms of like, whenever you're feeling sad, like what do you, what advice do you give to people who are like maybe in a funk and still need to be productive? Like how can they like get through that? Well, that's where like self-awareness really comes in. Like being aware of like, why am I sad? Am I actually sad? Like that's a really big one because like there are seven universal emotions and right. a lot of times there's one or two emotions that are not allowed in a, in certain family situations. Right. right. So for example, maybe you weren't allowed to be 
angry when you were a kid. Like you weren't allowed to express your anger, but you were allowed to be sad. So like sadness kind of becomes that dominant emotion. So like really checking in, like, am I actually sad or am I maybe feeling something else? Right. So like it's kind of starting there. And then from there, you can kind of manage yourself and just check in. Like maybe you just need a time out. Like maybe you do need like a Netflix and chill just for a couple hours. And like maybe you need to go for a walk. Like maybe you just need a little time out. And oftentimes that's what it is. And sometimes that can be an hour, two hours or one or two days, like really kind of depending, but just allowing yourself that space to just feel it. Like if you're feeling in a funk, like be in a funk, like that's okay. Right. You, you need that for like, we need to do like express things in different ways. And sometimes it's not always pleasant. (laughs) So just giving your body that permission, but giving it that permission with a timeline. Right. So it's like, Hey body, like, you know what, we're not feeling that great today. Like this is just X, Y, Z going on or whatever we're feeling like, like how many hours do you need? Or do you need a day? Like just kind of check in with your like internal self Mm -hmm. and then check in after that time. So like, let's say the body's like, Hey, I need a day. Like let's check in tomorrow. The next mm-hmm. morning, like, all right, body, we did nothing yesterday. It was fantastic. Like, we just slumped around and just were in our funk. How are right. we doing today? What can we do now? Kind of thing. But like always with that check-in because mm-hmm. th- those timeouts and like it might seem kind of like um, kind of like you're bypassing or you're scapegoating somehow. But like if you use it strategically, it can be a very powerful tool. I love that. And I, I like literally love everything about that because I am currently in therapy, right? And my therapist always tells me like, there has to be like, you have to acknowledge like certain, like certain emotions that you have and lean into them, but don't be mm-hmm. overwhelmed by them. And I also mm-hmm. wanted to get into that also. Um, I know that you talk about s- different emotions and how you can, you supposed to have like self-awareness about them. So how do you basically like, I want, I wanted to like pick your brain. Cause I know that you love nerding out about this <laughs> stuff about like, how do you know which emotions are stored where? Because for example, when I am super stressed, like either from work or from like personal things or stuff like that, I feel a lot of tension like in my neck and shoulders. And that's all, that's always like, um, that's also part of me like working in an office and sitting at an office chair all day and stuff. But when I'm stressed, I feel it like in the back of my neck and in my shoulders. Um, and then like when like, as women, we go through our period and we get like depressed or we get like um, sad or moody around our period. Like I feel like lower back pain. Like if you can just like give us basically like where are our emotions and where, like how do we know where they're stored and what what could we do about that? Well, everybody's going to kind of hold them a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. But when we talk about like neck and shoulders, mm-hmm. like that is that's like a burden carrier. Like that's where we carry burdens, Mm, right? So if you're climbing up a mountain, you're not carrying your backpack and your arms in front. That is silly and very not efficient. (laughs) Putting it on your back, like you're carrying, right? Right. Let's let's just be smart about this. So like we carry our burdens on our back and that's like literal burdens when carrying things up the mountain and energetic burdens, the ones that are our own and the ones that we pick up on behalf of other people. Right. And so really checking in with yourself, like in those stressful moments, like is this stress even mine? Like, do I need to be carrying this? Like, can I let some of this go? Like, is it mine? And so that's kind of like the overall arching theme of like neck and shoulders, like that upper back area. Mm -hmm. And then if we want to get a little bit more specific, if it's more kind of like right neck into the shoulder, Mm -hmm. that's where we carry a lot of guilt. Left neck Mm -hmm. into shoulder is a lot of shame. So then you can ask yourself questions like, what am I feeling guilty about? Am I feeling guilty? Uh, What do I feel ashamed about? Like those sorts of things, you can kind of start asking those questions. Um, and then as far as like low back pain, 
that one is, I mean, KA, if it's on your period, like that's hormones, we're fighting an uphill battle. <laughs> it's going to be a rough go. Just like hunker down, do what you need mm-hmm. to do. Um, nutrition can be hugely beneficial as well as herbal supplements. So see your acupuncturist, um, cause a lot of acupuncturists do, uh, herbal medicine as well. Right. Um, but like those sorts of things can be so helpful in those periods of life as well as uh, low back pain traditionally is where we carry a lot of our fear. So if we think of our adrenals, which sit right on top of our kidneys, that's kind of like the low back, like at the bottom of our ribs, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's where our kidneys are and the adrenals are right on top of there. So if you're in a constant state of like fight or flight or stress, your adrenals are getting fatigued and you're probably, if you're stressed, you're not having a good time. So there's a a part of that is fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you might just be feared out and like stressed out. And so like that can often show up as low back pain. How do you know, like, whether it's like fear or stress? You check in with your body. This is where conversations with the body become so important. And just having that, like, literally talking to yourself, like you are your own best friend. Like the the physical body and the consciousness, think of them as like two separate entities that kind of like have a cohabitation agreement Mm -hmm. to be together. So it's like they're not not always going to be on the same page as it's assumed. So they need to talk to each other. Like, we're besties. We're living in the same house here. (laughs) How can we we help each other out? I love that. And, and it really shows that like your body is connected. Like it's not <laughs> one, you're not one part of your body is like individual on its own. Like your whole body is, that is great. I feel like I was in school just now. Like I literally feel like I learned so much just now and it's, we're just getting started. Like that's crazy. I know. It's so, so fun, right? <laughs> I know. And, and, and you, the, the thing is that it's, it's something that a lot of the time, especially since you are in like the health and wellness field, a lot of that is like primary, um, primary on your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you're mostly aware of that. You're mostly like focused and targeted on that. But for people that are like in the business field or people that are like focused on like running a business and stuff like that, it may not be what is their priority when it really should. It really totally. should be what is their priority because obviously you will get so much further in your business if you are feeling okay. And that was one of like the big things that I went through when I had transitioned from being um, in in an MLM to being on my own, that I was completely burned out. I was constantly feeling pain in my body. I was constantly feeling like so much tension and stress. And I really had to like check in with myself. And I honestly wish that I would, that I would have like met you earlier because then I would have been able to like really get deep into like what I was feeling (laughs) and lean into that. But that's incredible. Like so, so incredible. So what is like, I'm trying to think of, cause there were so many gems that you dropped just now about like, Oh, that's another thing that I wanted to, um, to mention. (laughs) How do emotions, feelings, self-talk and all of that tie into your ego because ego can be like a really like taboo word, especially in the online um, business industry. And it can be like, no, you have to like leave your ego at the door. But how do you explain that and further? Like is ego always a negative thing? No, not at all. And I just, I want to talk real quick about, you said pain in the body, just real, real quick. And then I'm going to come back to you. Yes, yes, of course. So pain in the body, like a lot of times we shame our bodies and make ourselves feel really bad if we feel experience discomfort in our body, but it's literally just our body trying to tell us something. Mm. It can't use words. Your elbow, it can't be like, oh, hey, I'm hurting. It's it's, (laughs) like, it needs to throb. It needs to have a sharpshooting pain. It needs to do something to get your attention. Right. Right. So like, just keep that in mind. If your body's doing that, it's just trying to tell you something. It doesn't hate you. It loves you. That's why it's telling you. So I just just wanted to throw that out there. I love that. 
the ego. Whew, I'm going to sit back and pull my chair. Yes, a bit. do it. Do I'm it. Excited. Okay. <laughs> the ego is wildly misunderstood. And so in my world, so in body dynamic land, like that's the muscular psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. In this land, we talk about ego in 16 different ways. So I'll narrow it down. Don't worry. So we have ego aspects. So this is our, like the very core of that is like the meat. So that's like your, um, uh, like your reptilian brain. So like your reaction, like the, like you put your hand on a hot stove and you pull it away, like that kind of reaction. Like that's your reptilian right. brain. That's your reptilian ego. Like it I just knows survival. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it was, well, um, I was watching Vanderpump Rules. This is so random. I was watching Vanderpump Rules and one of the um, fiancés of one of the girls was talking about the reptilian brain and I honestly thought she was making it up. So this is just, no, it's real. you literally just pulled me off. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's our, in, that's what it is. It's our instinctual brain. Okay. So like there, there's not a lot of accessing that on purpose and reprogramming that. Like that's kind of there. And mm-hmm. it's straight survival. So like that's one, like that's ego aspect number one. Just right. outside of that is our body or our body ego. So that is like our senses. So right. sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, all of that is like our body ego. How in tune are we with that? Outside of that, we have our individual ego. So who are you? I am somebody who likes raspberry jam. I am somebody who likes to go on walks. I am somebody who does not like horror movies, right? Like who am I is mm-hmm. the individual ego. And then we go into our role ego. And that is, I'm a massage therapist. I am a personal trainer. I am these things. Uh And though, this is where it gets really tricky, is a lot of times we take our role ego and make it our individual ego. So we Mm. make it who we are instead of what we do. What we do. (sighs) And so a really good example of that is moms, right? Like you become a mom. Your role is a mom. And like your baby needs you. Like literally for your survival, your baby needs you, right? Right, right, right. So it's like that becomes like all-encompassing. And then baby grows up and now is in school or whatever. And you have all this free time. It's like, who am I? Like, I don't know who I am. Cause because that role became an identity or became, became part of your individual ego. That's crazy. It's that's bananas. People, yes. That's why people are like, oh, I lost myself as a mom. And it's exactly. like, because you became that instead of like, wow. And like, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Like there's like, I don't mean it in any negative way. It's just a really good example. <laughs> and though just being aware of that can help you maintain those boundaries of yourself and like maintain your individual ego so that you can still be, you know, you and you're a mom kind of thing. Right. So you are, yes, yes. Because you are a mom, but like you do other things too. Like you were somebody before you became a mother. Exactly. And when we look at entrepreneurs and people who Mm -hmm. own businesses, it's like, yeah, you're a business owner, but that's not who you are. Like that's what you do. Oh my. Okay. I am... (laughs) I I literally don't have words. Like that just you know how when you like think of something and then you finally hear something that connects the dots for it? Yes. That's exactly what it was. Love like it. I love it. What you just said. Because <laughs> a lot of the time people present themselves online on social media as being a person that they like ugh, identifying themselves as the as what they do instead mm-hmm. of who they are. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> and you know why? Because I remember somebody had asked me one time about like, oh, if you were at a party and somebody acts like, oh, who are you? How do you describe yourself? And the first thing that you describe yourself as is what you do. Mm-hmm. The first thing you say like, oh yeah, I'm a social media um, mentor. Oh, I'm, I do this and I do that. And it's like, okay, but who are you? Exactly. It's like, how do you... How do you even answer that? Like, how do you, how do you even answer that? 
And that is where like doing this kind of ego work becomes so important. Right. Right. That's, so like, if we look at like the body ego, like, so that's that second layer. So like our senses mm-hmm. being in touch with our body ego means that we understand what our needs are, it means that we understand like what, what we need to survive and we know how to get it for ourselves, whether it's like us, like getting it for ourselves or asking for help. Right. And so many of us don't know what our own needs are. We're so used to catering to everybody else's, but we're so dissociated from our own body that we don't even understand our own needs and rhythms. So the body ego is so important as well. I don't know why I threw that out there, but there it is. No, that's, <laughs> oh my God. Like that is incredible. I'm going to have to do a lot of journaling on this because I need, <laughs> I really need to like, um, speaking of journaling, actually, what are some practical things that you can recommend to people who really want to get in touch with like their self-awareness, their emotional intelligence, and also understanding like different parts of their ego? Um, like journaling practice. Well, journaling is great. And mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people have like qualms with it or like aren't super comfortable with it. So what mm-hmm. I like to tell my clients is like journaling is whatever it means to you. So whether right. it's putting it on a sticky note, whether it's writing like a whole blog post, I don't care what the grammar is, the spelling, the punctuation. I don't care if there's flow, like just get it out, <laughs> like right. put it, put it on paper somewhere, like just do okay. it or do like voice memos in your phone or voice to text on your computer, like whatever, whatever you need kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if journaling is not really your thing or you're not in a journaling phase of your life, go and go on a walk and ponder and contemplate, like go on a purposeful walk where you're like, you're not walking for time kind of thing. Right. You're just, you're walking and you're considering you're, you're mulling in your brain, right? Like that's really important too. You yeah. can even talk to yourself. Like, that's fine. People will just think you're singing in your head. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> talk to myself. I definitely recommend it. All the it. time. <laughs> we have great conversations. I love it. Right? That. There's a Bill Murray <laughs> quote, and it's like, sometimes I need an expert's opinion. So obviously, I'm going to talk to myself. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Ashley, um, like, you have literally, like, oh, you were trying to say something else. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, meditation, too, if that's your thing. Like, that's okay. another, it's another form of pondering slash contemplation, but it's more of a, like, a sitting still kind of one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, really anything. And we go through different phases, right? Like, I've gone through like major journaling phases where I've gone through like notebooks and notebooks. And then I've gone months and months and months without writing a single word down. So, I mean, it's just, just know that it's okay that it ebbs and flows and how your body processes it. And that's another thing you can ask your body, like, Hey body, how do we need to process this information? Cause damn, like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Yeah. Is this a self-talk conversation? Is this a journal? Is this a walk? Like, what do do you, what do you want to do? I love that. You have literally given so much information on this podcast. And I hope that if nobody, if anyone listening to this has never considered being in tune with their body, I hope that this episode helps you to do that. Um, Ashley, what I like to do is end the, um, every one of my interviews with like a little extra, like fun segment. So these were not questions that I sent to you. So it's completely unprepared, which is why I love it. (laughs) Nervous. Just kidding. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, So what are the toughest parts of being a woman in business and how do you overcome it? Um, you know, I don't know that I'm equipped to answer that just because I have won it so much that like, (laughs) I don't even know where the obstacles were that would have had to do with me being a woman because I was just winging it. (laughs) I love that. Hey, we got to go do this. Okay, let's do that. Like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Like, I have just, I have won it successfully for 15 years. I mean, I, but honestly, that is, that actually like kind of embodies like being a woman at anyway, because yeah, yeah. We sometimes <laughs> we sometimes are very like plan oriented, but sometimes yeah. we're just like, listen, we got to figure it out. We got to yeah, figure it out. I think that's really what it was. It's just like, there wasn't options. It's just, it had to be done. Like it, it was just survival. Like I need to eat. So I need no, to work. I so that. I need to make it happen. I love that. Um, is there anything, well, speaking of, I mean, 
probably not because we just answered the last question, but was there anything that um, you deeply regretted business-wise or decision-wise or career-wise and you felt in the moment like, oh my God, what do I do? And then you figured out what to do or was that part of like winging it? (laughs) Oh, that was definitely part of winging it. But if I could go back Mm -hmm. to a younger version of me in business, I would have um, sought coaching or counseling or like something more specific. Like I had, I was very lucky to have business people in my life, I could kind of pick their brains, but it would be like a coffee here and a a chat there kind of thing, which I mean, I was so grateful for, but Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had somebody like, like a straight up mentor, like a little bit earlier or a coach or somebody to just kind of help me through um, those beginning stages would have been, would have been really nice. (laughs) No, I get it. Having a mentor in there is like a, is like the, the GPS there to like guide you on everything. So I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, how would you spend an extra hour every day? Oh God, I would do nothing. Oh my God. I get that answer <laughs> from everyone and I love it. I love it so much. I literally would sleep, but I mean. Oh yeah. Or like yeah. just sit on the couch with my pup and watch some TV. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so if salary and experience didn't matter, what job would you most want to have? I would honestly would still do what I'm doing. I, would do what I'm doing. I figured that. I figured yeah. that. I would just like take it bigger and more places and just do more like if yeah money and everything wasn't a problem yeah I would still be doing that so what is like your speaking of that what is like your big um goal for this like because because honestly you've had you have so much experience you have like a a book's worth or more of knowledge so where do you want to take this eventually my big goal my big dream is a little naive kind of cute but you know it's not naive (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really since like personal training land and like, you know, knowing Mm -hmm. how important the body was, I was like, how do we, how do we make the world a better place with this? And like, I've been really contemplating, like, how do we make the world a better place? And honestly, it comes down to each individual person doing their part Mm -hmm. and whatever that means for that person, right? Like there Mm -hmm. isn't, there isn't a hierarchy on it. And so my goal is to like, just bring like 1% of emotional awareness, like, or emotional intelligence, self-awareness, that sort of thing, like 1% more to each person would be amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah, just more people because then when you have that emotional intelligence and you understand yourself at those deeper levels, mm-hmm. your compassion and empathy for those around you just goes up exponentially because you really see them for who they are and what they're going through. That's so there's true. a lot more patience. And I think that if we all had that for each other, the world would just be a little bit nicer. So. I agree. I agree. If we were all aware of like our emotions and aware of how to deal with other emotions, then they, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and the last question I have for you is if somebody wanted to do the same thing that you're doing, what is one piece of advice that you will give to someone just starting out? Follow my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Shameless plug. I love it. At the Asheville. Uh, No, but seriously, I would, um, I mean, I would, if, if somebody reached out to me and was like, Hey, I love what you do. I'd love to pick your brain. I would for sure have a zoom chat or something with them or go for coffee. Uh Like I think reaching out to the people that are doing what you're doing and just chatting with them and seeing kind of what they did, Uh but also just like following your own intuition, like what lights you up, what makes you excited? Cause Uh I went down a lot of different roads to get to where I am and I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. And though some people would probably do those same roads and come up differently. Right. So it really, it depends on kind of what you're going for, but just really tune in and be like, Hey, what lights me up and just follow that direction. Because you never know where you're going to end up. Because I can promise you, 15 years ago, me would not be, would not believe that this is what I'm doing. Because this is totally different from what I had started with. 
Uh-huh. And so, but had I not just followed what kind of lit me up, I wouldn't be here. So just follow that. I love that. And honestly, the topics that you speak about, especially when it comes to emotions and the human body, I feel like that can lead on to like a plethora of, of so many different things. Like oh, you can do so endless. many things. We need, we need multiple. We, I would need all of the lifetimes <laughs> to cover all of the information <laughs> that's out there about it. Like it is, it is truly endless. I love that. Ashley, you have been such a delight and such like a, a, educated force here like I am so excited for everyone to hear this episode and um I know that you mentioned it before but if anybody wanted to follow you and figure out and literally stay connected to everything that you're doing where can they follow you pimp yourself out uh I love that (laughs) Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram so at the Ashfell and that would be uh probably just like your best bet because I have like my link in bio there that you can be linked into everything else that I do too so which is like, it's always kind of evolving and changing. So that would be your best bet. Awesome. Cash, Ashley, thank you so much. Um, Ashley's information is going to be in the show notes. All of her details will be there. Please follow her, especially as a woman, because this podcast is targeted for women specifically. So as a woman, we all need to make sure that we are in touch with our emotions, in touch with ourselves, not be afraid of it so that we can go on to be the bosses that we are, but in a healthy way. So please make sure that you follow Ashley at the Ashval. I'll put all of her information in the show notes and in the details. And Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been so incredible. Thank you for having me, Kathy. This has been a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. And until next time, you guys stay safe. I love you. And remember to have your cafecito. Bye.